When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With the new iPhone SE for less than 100 bucks at Metro, you rule. It's the most affordable iPhone on the number one brand in prepaid. So whether you're studying online or FaceTiming. Hey, Mom. Hi, dear. The iPhone SE has all you need. Switch to Metro and get the iPhone SE for $99.99 after rebate redemption and six months of service with AutoPay. Metro by T-Mobile. Rule your day. Limit one per account slash household. Requires port and ID validation. Not valid for numbers currently on the T-Mobile network or active on Metro in past 90 days. Restrictions apply. See store for details. Episode 1950 of the number one podcast in Apple Podcasts, The Job Search. This is No BS Job Search Advice Radio. I'm your host, Jeff Alton, the Big Game Hunter. And welcome! Today's is an interview. Oh, almost forgot to mention before I get into that. I have a new class on Udemy. That's U-D-E-M-Y. The ultimate job interview framework is now available on Udemy. You will learn some great material on interviewing. Very inexpensive, certainly a lot less expensive than my coaching you about interviewing. So go to Udemy.com, do a Google search. I'll have a link in the show notes not Google search, but a search using the search box, but I'll have a link to it in the notes. Uh, so if you're interested in making the purchase, I really appreciate it. It'll help you a lot and leave a great review for me. And this show is an interview with Ray Gooch that we did for Job Search Radio about, well, it's a few years now, about the hidden job market. Hope you find it helpful and give it a great review wherever you listen to the show. And now let's get going. This is Jeff Altman, the Big Game Hunter, and welcome to Job Search Radio. And you know, I've been a professional recruiter for a long time, and you know, as long as I can remember, there have been statistics about the hidden job market. You know, all those positions that fly under the radar that aren't advertised. And you know, it's true. There is an enormous hidden job market. As a matter of fact, the most recent statistics I saw is that only 20% of positions in the United States are advertised in any way, shape, or form, that the other 80% are, in effect, quote, hidden, hidden from public view, from scrutiny, from being found through advertising in any way, shape, or form. My guest for this show is Ray Gooch, who's the founder of Spectrum Career, and a healthcare IT staffing firm in Ohio, and he's the host of Job Search That Works, a podcast that you can listen to in iTunes and a variety of other places. Ray, welcome to Job Search Radio. Great to have you on. Good to be here, Jeff. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. So where are these jobs hiding, and how can people start finding them? Well, they definitely are hiding. You know, that statistic you quoted came from the Department of Labor, and I have experienced that to be the case as well. You know, um, they're hiding in plain sight, believe it or not. They just aren't being advertised where uh, job candidates are exposed to them. They're not on job boards. They're not in the newspapers. 
uh, they're actually positions that are open within companies, and most of the time, networking is required to be able to find out about them. Uh, they're posted internally, and referrals come in from employees and so forth and so on. Uh, but they're there. They exist. It's just a matter of learning how to get to them. Okay, I'm ready to bite. So posted internally, that is they're advertised within the firm as being open. In theory, someone could apply internally, but if they were qualified probably internally, someone would tap most of these folks on the shoulder and, and tell them about the job. So they're really just trying to network through their employees to try and find out about positions. Is that what you're saying? A lot of times that's the case. Uh, you know, generally, uh, whenever an employee refers someone, they're concerned about their reputation within the company. And most uh, companies feel that if they receive a referral from an employee, especially a really good employee, one that's conscientious, that their recommendation is going to weigh more than starting cold and finding somebody off the street that doesn't have a recommendation from an individual they know and trust. So, um, so oftentimes that's the case whenever uh, it involves an employee referral. They'd rather have it from an employee, especially a good one. And it makes perfect sense. After all, you know, when we have a question about buying a car or uh, a particular restaurant, we go to sites like Facebook or Yelp to get recommendations from people and friends. Why are employers any different? It's the idea of social proof. So I heard you talk about networking as being the way to find out about these jobs. Lots of different ways to network, of course. Where would you tell people to start? Well, there's several different places that I would recommend. Of course, there's the old standby on LinkedIn, but, which is probably one of the most effective tools. But I want to sidestep that one for just a second and uh, talk about one that people overlook so oftentimes. That's their own personal network. It happens to be your family, your friends. You know, we're, uh, I don't know exactly when this show is going to air, but um, even during holiday parties, we're always interacting with other people. One thing I've noticed is that it, it, when somebody has lost their job or they're in the process of uh, looking for a job, especially when they're unemployed, they have a tendency to isolate themselves, to, to be embarrassed about the situation that they're in and not want to be out in front of anybody. Big, big, big mistake. That's exactly the time you need to be in front of people and let them know that you're in an active job search. Uh, uh, there are going to be people that are going to be helping you out, uh, you know, at, at holiday parties, at church, at volunteer organizations. It's simply a matter of making sure that you frame your search in a manner that does not come across negatively. It comes across confidently and where people want to help you rather than want to avoid you. So in, in framing it positively, are you saying don't act desperate, don't buttonhole people to you know, introduce you to places? I, I want to take that comment one extra layer if we could. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, that, that com so oftentimes we'll lead with, um, uh, well, I lost my job or I've been unemployed for six months or I, I, I just got caught up in a layoff. You know, that comes across where people will feel sorry for you, but it certainly doesn't instill confidence in them about your ability. They may be afraid to refer you, afraid that you're damaged, afraid that you're going to leave a bad impression with the person they would potentially refer you to. So 
one of the best ways to handle that situation is to get the, the mind garbage taken care of. If you've had a bad experience, flip it around and find the positives in that experience. If you've been laid off, don't focus on the fact that you're laid off. Focus on the fact that you've had a wonderful experience where you were. You were able to pay for your cars. You made house payments. You were able to take wonderful vacations. You know, uh, and you gain some new skills in that last position that you're going to be able to carry with you throughout your career. Once you get your mindset properly, then you can frame your job search in such a manner, well, I've been out there um, uh, in the active job market. I've been able to meet some incredible people. And my skills, what I have to offer you, and then you can step into the value you can bring to the employer or a prospective employer. You know, when you start a conversation like that, um, people are much more willing to speak with you and help rather than turn and run the other direction. And there was something you said at the beginning that I don't want to have the listeners uh, overlook, and that is networking with everyone, you know, church, uh, school, um, you know, mosque, synagogue, you know, any house of worship, uh, anyone that you meet. And I, I had a guest on uh, one of my first shows named John Sampson who told this wonderful story about a bank executive who was out of work um, and networked with the barber in Charlotte who had entree to everyone who cut hair for execs at the banks in Charlotte. <laughs> and you didn't ask him for a lead at the first time, and you didn't do it the second time he got the haircut, but the third time often he asked about you. And uh, he provided this guy with an introduction to uh, uh, some executives with one of the banks uh, in Charlotte. The guy winds up with a job, all because yeah. you know, he knew the way to network with this person. That's exactly right. You know, um Whenever you develop a relationship with an individual that knows you, loves you, trusts you, they're much more likely to refer you on. And sometimes that first call in a networking environment, we think that if, if we don't have immediate results, then it's a failure. No, that's not true at all. You know, as a recruiter, it takes multiple calls over and over and over again into a company, not trying to get their business necessarily, but try to find ways to serve them. And as we try to find ways to serve them, they begin to know, like, and trust us. And whenever that relationship's established, then that law of reciprocity begins to kick in, and when you've given so much to someone else, they start wanting to give back to you. And one of the ways that people can give back to you when they know, love, and trust you is to be able to refer you to a, a job opportunity that they think you might be good for. So, uh, you know, everybody in your uh, sphere of influence, whether it happens to be the person you're sitting next to at church or synagogue or the person that you uh, happen to be uh, standing next to in the, grocery, uh, in the line at the grocery store, it doesn't matter. Every single person you come into contact with is a potential lead. You never know if they're a VP of development with a local uh, organization. You have oftentimes don't even know the people that you worship with uh, they may sit on boards of directors with organizations that can open up doors that would just blow your mind. So um, always be conscientious about the fact that the people you meet, are uh, uh, they're people just like you, just like me, and they want to help. But they want to help people that have their head screwed on straight, 
that are that are likable and people that have an orientation to give and to serve. So you're absolutely right. And what we're talking about at this point is what I tend to think of as broad networking, you know, casting a wide net, making sure that everyone we're in contact with in our personal network uh, is aware of us and what we're trying to do. And then there's the kind of networking that's more targeted where some people do their job search by saying, I want to research organizations that I want to work for. So let me pick out one from healthcare IT. Let's say um, I, uh, I want to network my way into Epic Systems. And you know, this is where I want to work. I want to make a move into healthcare IT. I don't know anyone who works for that firm. How do, how do these people start to go out and network as well? Well, one of the, uh, my favorite tools, one of everybody's favorite tools, Google, it's amazing what you can find out. What I would do is first zero in on the industry that you want to work on, uh, work within, zero in on the positions that you would be qualified for and can make a contribution uh, to those organizations. Then you have to decide, okay, uh, what geography and am I willing to work within? Am I going to relocate or am I going to need to stay local? Um, obviously, the, the, the more flexible you are on location, the better. But then it's time to turn to Google, find out which hospitals use Epic Systems. And it isn't hard to do. Uh, there are news articles all the time flying through uh, Google. You can set up a Google Alert and simply combine uh, the geographic locations, the names of the cities, along with Epic, and you'll start getting results. There will be articles. There will be job postings, all sorts of things that you will find. Not to encourage you necessarily to follow up on those job openings, but whenever they post for an Epic consultant within their organization, there's a darn good chance that they have an uh, Epic within their hospital. So um, that's where I would begin to uncover which organizations are utilizing that particular software. And we're going to come back to that in just a moment, folks, with more from Ray on this subject. But first, my job search insider tip for this show. Now, this is something that recruiters all know, but job hunters tend to forget about. So when is the time to begin your next job search, the one after you find this position? Answer, on your first day of work at your next job. You see, most people make the mistake once they've found the position of letting all these assets that they've built up uh, atrophy. And instead of doing that, what I want to encourage you to do is to continue to build your network. Think in terms of what's the next job you want to be doing. And that could be internal to the next firm or external. More likely, uh, it's going to start off as being an internal um, search that you're going to do. What do you need to know? What experiences do you need to have to get the next job, the next promotion into a role that you want to evolve your career for? A career toward, I should say. That should start at the very beginning of your employment with the next firm. Don't wait until you're in crisis mode and you're thinking about, uh, oh, this is terrible. My boss is a fill-in-the-blank. The work has gotten dull and boring. Don't wait until then. Be proactive and think as the CEO of your own firm would, where you're responsible for your career, not your employer. 
So that's my tip for this show. Let's come back to Ray now and continue where we left off. So they've now found that this particular hospital uh, is using Epic, for example. And folks, of course, this could be anything. I, I just chose Epic because I knew that would be something that uh, Ray would be very familiar with. What does someone do now? We know that, that these 25 hospitals within the geographic area uh, use Epic. What should someone do to find someone within that firm to network with? Well, one of my favorite tools is one that's available for free at the public library. Most of the time, it's going to require a metro library. It's a subscription to Reference USA. And it's a little tricky sometimes finding a, a library close to you that may have a subscription for it. But if you'd like, um, I can provide a link that will take them directly to a little tutorial on how to find a, a, a library that provides it. You can actually do that search from home. It is a, a database of companies all across the nation. And you can sort by, ref, by the name of the company. You can find them by geography. You can find them by standard industrial code. And one of the things I love is so many of the records in that database have the names of the board directors. They have uh, senior management within organizations. They'll have uh, IT managers within those organizations a lot of times listed. It gives phone numbers. It gives uh, uh, credit, rate, credit ratings for the company so that you'll know that you're going to you're considering going to work for one that can pay your paycheck. Um, but it's an excellent resource to actually get the names of individuals inside the organization. Now, another great way to do that is to turn to LinkedIn and type in the name of the company that you are considering going to work for. And uh, then you can type in the area specialization, whether it's IT or whether it happens to be Epic, and you will find listed on profiles all over LinkedIn um, terms that will match what you're looking for. Um, and it's not the best thing to um, just approach them directly necessarily or to find an individual to introduce you to this person. One of the ways I love to establish relationship with these people is take a look at the groups inside LinkedIn that they participate in. Join that group if you're not already a part of it and begin contributing to the conversation. That will lead to an instant introduction to anybody that you want to speak with that's a part of that group uh, so oftentimes. So uh, it's a matter of being strategic and the method you use to get in touch with the people inside that organization. Now, I, I generally recommend for people that I'm coaching to uh, begin at the peer level. Even though they can't hire, you can establish a relationship and get to know some people within that organization, and they'll begin to refer you up the chain a lot of times. The other strategy for someone who is in more of an executive role and they're changing careers as far, as far up the ladder as you possibly can, get as close to the top and let them refer you down, uh, especially when it comes to referring you to HR to apply. That's the best way. Uh, I would avoid... Uh, applying through the job boards, if at all possible. Use the posting online to be able to be introduced to the hiring manager uh, by you picking up the telephone and finding out who actually the person is inside the organization. Another great way to do it, by the way. Simply pick up the phone and ask who heads up that department. They may not get let you through immediately, but you know who it is. Right, and you may get deflected to, to what is called human resources. Uh, where you're going to be told to apply for an applicant tracking system. 
you politely say thank you very much, ignore the request, <laughs> because applying for the, the, through the applicant tracking system puts you in a position where you're just another commodity in their systems. Always try to get through to a human being, never try and let the technology be the source of the referral. Uh, because what they're doing is managing their human resources. They're not necessarily serving you at that point. They're dealing with government reporting requirements. They're not necessarily trying to fill a position in that manner. After all, when you stop and think about it, who's likely to be looking at those resumes? Is it initially the hiring manager or a screener within the office? Not even you know, it's often not even the HR person who's trying to fill that position. They may have a filter before the HR person looking at it who more often than not is afraid of making a mistake. And thus, if they have a question, they don't call. All they do is they hit the delete key or, or the reject key, and they go on to the next one because they don't want to fear making a mistake. So I agree. Picking up the phone and making a phone call, that's what we as recruiters do. We try and network our way to a hiring manager that we believe is hiring, um, introduce ourselves, mentioning a referral that we had, or have a referral introduce us so the hiring manager calls us, which is the best. So Absolutely. I know there's lots more, and I don't want us to be all purely on this subject. What other ways – oh, I'm sorry. You were mentioning that uh, Reference USA, you would have a link to that. Um, Folks, I'll have that in the show notes later on uh, so that uh, if, if you want to find out how to connect with Reference USA, uh, it'll be available to you. What other ways can people tap into the hidden market? Well, uh, you know, one of the most effective ways, of course, I, I believe, is deciding which companies you should be working for and beginning to find a way to network into those organizations. That, uh, that is about 86% effective in finding a position. If you're relying on uh, job boards, that's about uh, 7 to 10% effective for finding a position. And I, I'm a real believer in uh, applying your time and your effort the, uh, toward the things that are the most effective. So in addition to just doing your general networking, in addition to LinkedIn, I think that if you pull together a, a target list of companies that you should be working for and you're chipping away at that every single day to where you're finding out who works in that organization, what they do, what the mission of that organization is, you're actually making phone calls into that organization, then uh, it, over time, which is going to be a whole lot more productive, actually you'll actually develop those relationships and wind up with referrals into it. Because keep in mind, that's where the 80% of job openings that are never advertised exist. It's not on the job boards. It's with the, the people inside organizations. They have needs. They're constantly hiring. They're constantly looking for people. And 80% of every opening in this country is going to be found by picking up the phone, calling, or going to association meetings, or going to uh, uh, instead of career fairs, I really like uh, uh, if you can get a hold of trade shows. You, you know, the reason I say that is because uh, job fairs so oftentimes are manned by human resource professionals. You go to trade shows, they're usually uh, manned by sales professionals within their organization. And what, what do sales professionals love to do? 
They love to talk. And you can target the company you want, speak to those sales professionals. They'll probably refer you to individuals within that organization, and you're off to the races. If you go to a job fair, they're going to get your resume, tell you to apply through the job portal, and you're one of thousands of people that are doing the same darn thing, and good luck. It's like buying a lottery ticket. You might win, but the chances are slim. So uh, that's the other thing. I've hated career fairs for years. Uh, Cattle call is the polite way of referring Hmm. to them. I just know that the HR people hate doing them. So if you're talking to someone who doesn't want to be there, why would you want to talk to them then? Absolutely. That's just an awful set of situations for you to walk into. People that don't want to be there, you're going to be among thousands of others, and you've got a, a, a snowball's chance of getting uh, even attention. You know, uh, just to throw in a little factoid here, um, CareerBuilder released a statistic through some of the research they do that only 50% of employers that um, ever even uh, respond to an applicant that applies for a position through them. And that includes rejections. Only 50% ever reply to, uh, say if they've got 1,000 people, they're only going to reply to 500 of them. So if you aren't the lucky one to be in that first 500, you're immediately called. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. Yeah, not good odds. <laughs> I know it's tough for me to respond to everyone, even though you know, my ads all say I will only respond if I believe you might – uh, possibly be a fit for the role. Uh, I make the point of doing that because it's, it seems like it doesn't take a big deal to respond to everyone, but it's hit reply, hit, go to a signature file, select the signature, hit send. Multiply that by 500 times, it does start to add up, especially when you think that's every job that you might list. And Lord knows, with the resumes that I receive in my practice, I'm rejecting almost everyone. I've received little more than spam from job board ads. Uh, I'd rather go out and aggressively recruit these days than uh, wait for the responses from the boards. They're just statistically, they're all off uh, off my radar. So yeah, we're starting to run up on the end of our time with one another, Ray. And I want to make sure that if there are other points uh, about tapping into the hidden job market, uh, we cover them. And we've covered a lot. In, in the time that we've had, including uh, we, we briefly touched on LinkedIn. Uh, we've talked about networking with people that you know, getting entree into organizations uh, by you know, working our way up the ladder or down the ladder, you know, depending upon the field, uh, avoiding career fairs where possible instead of using trade shows as a way of finding out about organizations. And there have been lots of other points as well. What other uh, final things do you think people need to know about uh, in terms of locating the hidden job market? Two things. One of them is to uh, connect with a transition group in your area, other people that are in job search mode. Some of them are unemployed. Some of them are underemployed. But I, I really recommend that you hook up with them. A lot of times churches and synagogues have groups like this available. It's as easy as Googling uh, transition groups within your city, and a lot of times you can find uh, people that are meeting. Just keep in mind that those individuals are already making contact with hiring managers beyond human resources, and they've had perhaps a first interview, decided they didn't want it, or maybe they had a telephone interview, didn't work out, and they, they, can, they can help give you a shortcut 
to the people that make decisions within fields that you're really interested in. The second thing that I would like to leave people that are listening with is just the mindset of a job search, not a, not a push-button activity. It requires discipline. It requires putting 40 hours a week in if you're unemployed, 15 to 20 hours a week if you squeeze that much in if you're currently employed and needing to get better employment. But organize yourself. Make sure that you're spending every moment that you have allocated to doing a job search. And I'm not talking about perusing job boards. I'm talking about making uh, substantive moves into organizations that you know you're a good fit for, whether they have a posting online or not. You would be better off to go down the list of companies in the yellow pages online than you would be to post online, I mean to answer a job postings online. So go back to old-fashioned methods of knocking on doors. I mean, if you have to physically get out and go to a company and knock on a door, that's a much better way to approach it. I prefer telephone because it's faster. You know, uh, get past the gatekeepers. Make friends with the gatekeepers and keep names of every single person you rub shoulders with in an organization because they can become your friend. And remember, the administrative assistant to the person you're trying to reach usually controls that person's calendar. Be nice to them, make friends with them, uh, and keep them updated, and let them get to the point where they can work you into seeing that individual or getting your information in front of the individual you really are targeting. Job search is a contact sport. It is not something for someone sitting in front of a screen. Um, yeah. You need to be out and about talking with people as much as possible. Now, I might differ with you about going in person because, you know, I'm an ex-New Yorker and in the post-9-11 <laughs> world, I think few large businesses will let people in the front door anymore. Uh, it's just the way things are. But smaller firms, it's not a problem. Mid-sized firms, sometimes yes, sometimes no. But Definitely. Phone calls, no issues there. Agree with you wholeheartedly. Folks, get on the phone. Do what recruiters do. It works. It really does work. Ray, thank you so much for making time. I really appreciate it. How can people find out about your work? Well, probably one of the best ways is to go to jobsearchthatworks.com. They'll have access to uh, blog postings. They'll have access to my podcast. They'll have uh, uh, every resource that I have available through JobSearchThatWorks.com. That would be the easiest way. That's today's show. I hope you found it helpful. And if you did, here are a few more ways to get information and advice from me. First of all, visit my website, which is TheBigGameHunter.us. Go to the blog. There's a lot there to help you with your job search, hiring more effectively, managing and leading, and workplace-related issues. In addition, if you're interested in my coaching you, there's a button there that says Schedule. Schedule time for a free discovery call or schedule yourself in for coaching. Obviously, I'm going to charge for that, but I can help you with interview preparation, leadership coaching, salary negotiation advice, making a good decision between different offers, anything related to improving yourself in the workplace, I can coach you about. If you have questions for me, you can schedule 15 minutes with me at thebiggamehunter.us forward slash live or 
you know, a less expensive way is at thebiggamehunter.us forward slash video answers, where you leave a message for me and I'll respond with a three to five minute video. Connect with me on LinkedIn at linkedin.com forward slash IN forward slash the big game hunter. I can assure you your network will expand a lot by connecting with me. And finally, watch me on TV. Download the Job Search TV app for Fire TV, Fire Stick, Apple TV, Roku, like 90 different manufacturers. I'll be back tomorrow with more. And in the meantime, I hope you have a terrific day. Be great! Have you been wanting to lose weight and get healthy? Now's the perfect time to start Nutrisystem. Enjoy your favorite foods made healthier, delivered free to your door. Right now, you can get Uniquely Yours Ultimate, our most complete foolproof plan at an amazing price. Order today and save 50%, plus get an extra $40 off. Go to Nutrisystem.com slash save and discover what millions of people already know. Nutrisystem works. Limitations apply. See website for full offer details. Pretzels. Look. What, Chips? Look. Who's the new guy? Fanta. I think he's looking at me. Uh, Pretzels, you got it twisted. He's looking at me. Stop being salty, Chips. We both got a chance. Shh, he's coming over. Ladies. Hi. And hello to you. Back at you, handsome. Fanta picked beef jerky? Mm, girl, we're going to be here a while.